This week, as we were looking into time frame, this season, today represents Palm Sunday. And as I thought about Palm Sunday, I thought about a journey toward hope, a journey of hope, and a hopeful journey. But yet in my heart, there was something else that I could hear. You see, when I, several years ago, sold my interest in the investment firm of Smith Graham, it was a bright day. It was a, a good day and a day of hope. It was a day of optimism because I had done well in those seven years. And expectations for me were high. And as I entered the life of a Bible student, I was deeply happy, I was secure, and I was confident of the future. But at the firm, there was something that I had been accustomed to. I was a fan of teams. I was a fan of teams working together to determine the best strategy, to determine the best sectors, to determine the best investments. But as a Bible student and while serving in ministry, I was told by leadership that the leader has to have the answers. I was told that the leader has to make the decision. And I was told that people will look toward the leader so that they might know what needs to be done. And so later in life, as we began in ministry, I, as the leader, felt that I had to have all the answers. I felt that I was the one that needed to know because everyone was looking to me to make decisions. You know, for a while things did, were okay. For a while things worked well. And I appeared to be this energetic, confident person. But underneath, I was actually insecure. I was concerned about the future. And I was concerned about failing. And I would sense God speaking to my heart. But at the same time that I had a voice to my heart, I had a voice in my head. And when I would hear the voice to my heart, I would have peace. I would be confident. But immediately when I heard the voice to my heart, I would hear a voice in my head that would contradict the voice into my heart. And I would be sometimes not sure, uncertain. And I knew and was fully persuaded that God had to do something because I had a voice to my heart and a voice in my head. And you know, several years ago, God chose a group of elders who would come alongside and who would help, who would discuss, who would make decisions, help make decisions, and who would help find the answers. And you know what? One of the greatest days of my life was the day that I discovered that I didn't have to have all the answers. On this Palm Sunday, let's look in the book of Luke chapter 24. If you would turn there, please. Luke chapter 24. And in Luke 24, Jesus has an encounter with two of his followers. And these two followers, two of his disciples, they have seen him love the unlovable. They have seen him forgive the unforgivable. They have seen him touch the untouchable. And, and, and they are so filled with hope. And so Jesus was crucified, but now he has been resurrected. And 
But when he died on the cross, somehow their hope had let them down. And so Jesus has a conversation with them, and the conversation that he has with them gives us insight into hope and what true hope is. And so in Luke chapter 24, verse 13, it says it like this. Now that same day, the two of them were going to a village called Emmaus after seven miles from Jerusalem, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. And he asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? And they stood still, their faces downcast. And one of them named Cleopas asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened in these days? What things, he asked, about Jesus of Nazareth? They replied, he was a prophet powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. But the chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one. We had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel and what? is more, it is the third day since all this took place. Now what is interesting here is that these two men walked into Jerusalem. And when they walked into Jerusalem, they walked into Jerusalem hoping for something. But now they're walking away from Jerusalem. And by walking away from Jerusalem, they are walking away from their hope. Verse 25, he said to them, how foolish you are and how, what? Slow to believe. How foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning him. And what's interesting here is Jesus is saying to him, them, you are slow to believe the voice to your heart, but you can quickly believe the voice in your head. See, the voice to their heart told them that on the third day, he will rise again. But now it's the third day and the voice in their head says he's dead. And do and you know what's amazing and what I have discovered? That our heart will go where our hope is. And everyone is looking for hope. Everyone is looking for dreams. And like these two men, we too have hopes. We too have dreams. But when we listen to the wrong voice, or when we, when we not continue to meditate on what God has said, not continue to refer back to the word of God, then the voice in our head becomes so loud. And we began to reflect back over our hopes and our dreams because all of us have those hopes. All of us have those dreams. We have hopes that the relationship will work out. We have hopes 
that our children will do better than we have done in life. We have hopes that as a student that school will go well. We have hopes that we'll find or we'll have a better job. We even have hopes that the investments that you've made in your 401k will turn out well. So all of us have hopes and all of us have dreams. But what they hoped for was that Jesus would become a military king. And when he became this military king, that he would establish an earthly kingdom. And so when he was crucified, when Jesus died, they had hoped that he would deliver them from the oppression of Rome. But when he died, their hope died. And they began to walk in a direction that's different from the direction that they were walking in for what they had hoped for. And do you know what's amazing about that? According to the word of God, when Jesus died, their hope died. But it was not until they realized who was talking to them and who they were talking to that they get their hope back. Look at this. In verse 28, verse 28 says, As they approached the village, would you read that with me like you know it is the word of his power? Together, now. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus, uh, but they urged him strongly, stay with us. For it is nearly even, the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. Let's read this last verse, verse 32, together. Now, they asked each other, we're not our hearts burning within us. What was burning? Their hearts. Now I want you to see this. The voice that you listen to will determine what you have hope for. And what you have hope for will control your heart. And so if you put your hope in money, if you put your hope in people, if you put your hope in things, then those people, those things, that money will control your heart. And when Jesus died, his followers hoped a restored kingdom until, they opened, until their eyes were opened and they realized who they had been talking to. But you know what I've come to recognize? That it's easy for us to go through our lives and to miss the one who we're walking with and the one who's walking with us. The reason is because we put our hope in the wrong things. When we put our hope in things that are temporal, when we put our hope in anything other than Jesus, then our hope can be disappointed simply because the things we were hoping for did not happen when we wanted them to happen and how. But notice, the Bible says when they notice who they were talking to, their eyes opened, their hearts began to burn. When he opened the scriptures and began to share them the word, they recognized that he had not let them down but he was working the process to fulfill what he had promised them. But they didn't recognize it because they were listening to the voice in their head rather than the voice to their hearts. But when their eyes opened, when their eyes opened, they recognized it. Notice what happened. The Bible says that they got up. Now it was evening. At this time it was night. And they had walked away from Jerusalem. They had walked away from their hope. But they got up. And they began to walk seven miles back to Jerusalem. How dangerous was that road at nighttime? 
but yet it was something on the inside of them that was burning in their hearts that they had to share with someone else. And church, it says to us that how do we know if we're listening to the voice to our heart or the voice in our head? It is when we're willing to share it with someone else. Regardless of how it looks, regardless of the dangers, regardless of the circumstances. See, hope is returned when we hear the voice to our hearts. And that voice to your heart will drown out the voice that is in your head. And it takes us back to Psalm 40. When David says that I was in a horrible pit, a miry clay. And, and, and one of the translations referred to a pit as an echo chamber. Do you know what it's like? That it's, it's like the voice in your mind is nothing but an echo. But the voice to your heart is speaking to your future. But the voice in your mind is speaking to your past. It's speaking, speaking to your shortcomings. Is speaking to your failures. Is speaking to all the no's and bringing them back around in your mind so that when God says yes, the voice in your mind can say no. But David says that I was in a horrible pit, an echo chamber, and I cheerfully endured because I inclined my ear and I began to cry out to the Lord. And he heard my cried and he pulled me up out of the miry clay and he put my feet on a solid rock and he established a song in my mouth a new song do you know what whenever you hear your past trying to create a path for your future it becomes an echo or a voice in your mind but when you hear a voice of faith that's creating a picture of a better future. It becomes so visible to you that it drowns out and God began to put a new song and you start singing out of your heart over what you're hearing in your mind. And God will bring you to a place where even your enemies will have to praise him. Amen. Amen. Amen.